You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, the next logical thing to do today would be to go after the Detroit Lions. We did the Bears, we did the Vikings, and we should probably do the team that we beat. I mean, anytime you've got one of three teams that's, I'm not going to say winning, because 2-1, obviously, but only one of three is happy. It's a perfect laughing at the enemy week. But I was a little conflicted. I was like, you know, first of all, it's getting late, late in the week. Guys are talking about the Chiefs and whatnot. Injury report, blah de blah. But, uh, you know, also, they're, they're, they're the top dog, you know? I mean, what can you really say? They're going to win the division. And uh, I thought, I don't think I'm going to do it today. I think we're going to move on. And I, I go on to Twitters, and the first thing I see is Steve Cook says, need laughing at the enemy Lions edition. They talk so much crap up here. They hate Green Bay so much. And I thought, all right, let me just go poke around. And I said, I'll tell you what. if I'll leave it up to the Lions content creators if we do a laughing at the enemy or not. If they're going hard, if they're coming at us, then I'll bring it back to them. If they're not, then I won't. And I got to be honest, man, it's tough. I know people that live in Detroit are, that are Packer fans, are, they give a very specific picture of Lions fans that the rest of us don't see. The rest of us are like, dude, Lions fans just, they're like super cool and they don't care and they're just laid back, whatever. And it's like, no, they're horrible and they hate us and you got to get them. It's like, well, all right, let's see what we got. So I go start off, just I picked a bunch of different content creators on YouTube, and I start off with Motor City Sports Talk on YouTube. Uh, nearly 10,000 subscribers. And I'm listening, and the guy's just going on about like, yeah, you know, Jordan Love, he's been struggling, but he's pretty good. And I think next year's going to be his year, and the Packers are going to, you know, they're a good team and all, but not quite there. I haven't quite figured it out. I think next year they're going to be a good team. And, you know, the Lions, you know, they, they, they're, they're doing good. And it's like, okay, I can't, I can't go at this. There's nothing here. And even if he throws a fit on his next episode, I'm not going to go after this. Like, he's been super cool about it. So I can't do that. So he's off the list. Then we go to Dosa Dion, who's a super good dude. I uh, used to work with him back in the day. We've done a lot of stuff together. He's just, 
you know, one of those guys that's just, you always say is the nicest guy in the world and there's like 10 of them in your life, but, but that he's one of them. He's in that group. Even if he went hard at the Packers, I can't, I can't go at Dosa Dion, dude. First of all, he looks like Jordan Love's brother. If he told me that, hey, Jordan Love is my brother, I'd be like, dang, that's crazy. I would believe it. They're twins. But I was, I, I was like, let's just see. Maybe, maybe he's turned, maybe he's gone to the dark side and he's just, you know, MF and the Packers and everything else. And I just get this kind of stuff. Start with the Packers defense first and how the Lions can attack this team. I always give the Green Bay Packers defense a lot of credit. I think this is a talented defense. They have talent across the board. The defensive front, they continue to put resources into it. And I always feel like they play sound. Even if you look at their secondary and you see the injuries and you see guys that are out, Jair Alexander playing in this game would be massive. They traded Russell Douglas away, but they always seem to play sound in the back end. This is a tough... Dude. He's he's being cooler about our defense than 98% of Packer fans. <laughs> like I I don't think I've ever heard a Packers caller call in and be like we got a really sound defense, really tough up front and even without Jair and Razul, I think we're still going to play really good on the back end. I wouldn't even say that. He said it and he was right. That's what happened. So, okay, 0 for 2. Thanks a lot, Dose. I'm like, all right, so let's check out the Detroit Free Press. Let's just see. I mean, something like the Chicago uh, news people, they, we've had a ton of good stuff from them. So maybe maybe we get something here. They didn't do a preview. I'm trying to find the previews where they're talking a lot of smack so we can start there. They didn't do a preview, that, but they did a post-game thing from the press box or whatever. Here's what they had to say. Not necessarily because it was the Packers or the Lions, but because the Lions were 8-2 for the first time in 61 years, and they were taking a little bit of pride. I'm talking about the Lions fans here. That they had a team, the rest of the country actually wanted to watch for a change. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went out and played like that. Uh, they lose, what, 29-22. They fall to 8-3. and three. We'll see what Minnesota does this weekend. But they could only be a game up in the in the NFC North. So uh, it's going to get it's going to get interesting, I would imagine, from here on out, the next, what, six games they have yeah. left? Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it was a disappointing game. But you know what? And, and I didn't quite ask. I did ask Ali McNeil in the locker room this. But, I mean, they're human. This is the third game in 12 days. They're human. I, I, I can't work with this. Yeah, I mean, it's not because it's the Packers. It's just frustrating because the fans, they had a lot of pride in this team for being good for the first time in like 500,000 years since, you know, Moses. I know that wasn't 500,000 years, but I'm just saying. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it stinks and all, but, you know, they're human and it, it, it's rough out there. Get out of my face. Would you talk trash? Would you ever? I think the Packer fans in Detroit or in Michigan are either just lying to me or they have a very specific kind of fan where it's like most of the time they're just super cool Midwest nice, which I guess doesn't really apply to Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Illinois. But then there's some fans that are just completely insufferable and they find and seek out Packer fans and they just torment them. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Let me come over to uh, Lions Nation Unite over on the YouTubes. He's got uh, 9,000 subscribers. I've had him, I think, on here. I know I've watched him before. Um, Wanted to see what he had to say. Um, I mean, he predicted the Lions would win and said that the Lions were better. But, um, you know, it's, it's not a lot to go on, you know? Like, they are better. They have been better. It's not... Here's, here's just a clip of what he had to say. Run the football. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. 
Lions, to me, are a superior team against the Green Bay Packers. They're better offense. I think their defense is pretty good, though. I think they got a good defense, especially their, Again. their front seven is, is really good as well. Again, Lions fans have a higher opinion of the Packers than Packer fans do. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> you thought we had a good defense and you were a better team because you're 8-2 and two and we have a losing record and you're at home and <laughs> got him. <laughs> Stupid idiot. So respectful. Dude, why? Here's, here's the other thing. I would hate the Packers. Lions fans, or excuse me, Bears fans and Vikings fans hate us with so much fervor. And for good reason. The Packers have dominated and made their lives hell. And that's not tr- more true than, than any other team than the Lions. And maybe it's because everybody beats the Lions, so they're just going to like, I don't know. Yeah, the Packers are better. So are the Vikings. So are the Bears. So is everybody. I don't know. I don't know what, like, it's just, wh- where's the hatred? Hate me. All right, how about this? This is 97-1, the ticket with Stoney and Jansen. Lions versus Packers Thanksgiving Day preview with Wojo. Um, they've got Bob Wojnowski, columnist, calling in to talk about the game. Goff is excellent, bouncing back within games, as he did in that game, and from game to game. I don't think he's going to throw three interceptions, and I, I, I do think the, the Packers' injuries have piled up high. Now, Jordan Love has been improving, and especially throwing the deep ball, mm-hmm. but I will still take the Lions. I think I picked the score... Like thirty to seventeen. Is that too much? No. No. Okay. Um, I don't think it's too much. Okay. I went. I went thirty-four twenty, and I think I went thirty-one twenty. Yeah. So the oh question God, is, not wow. not only does Jared Goff have to bounce back, but the defense has to play better. Who on the defensive side of things? So we're we're getting there, right? I mean, the the, the score prediction is pretty wide. We could run with that if we wanted to, but it's just you know, again, it's like. I don't know. I don't think our quarterback will throw three picks this time. And also, Jordan's pretty good. But I still think we win. You know what? I hate you people. <laughs> you suck. And then they go on to talk about how their defense needs to be better because it's just not being, it's not good enough. <sighs> okay. But listen, listen. At the end of the day, good people or not, Lions fans... I respect you, all right? I'm sorry, Packers fans in Detroit. I'm sorry. I've tried. I, I, I don't see anyone on Twitter. I don't hear anyone. There's, there's nothing. There's n- they're, they're almost apologizing and being polite. But at the end of the day, I have an obligation to my bloodthirsty listeners who want these people eviscerated. <laughs> and so I will do my duty... And I will give the good people what they want. And we will, in fact, laugh at the enemy. So let's get started. Let's, let's, uh, obviously not everybody's the most polite. We're, we're going to go with uh, Lions Talk by Chat Sports. And, and actually, it's the same guy that we just did a minute ago. That's maybe where I recognized him from as, as opposed to his other channel. I don't know. So let's, 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 uh, let, let's do a little something to get in the mood, shall we? So again, this is Lions Talk by Chat Sports. Again, please support these people okay i'm 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 doing a favor here we're having some fun we're messing around at their expense but they're good people they're working hard they're trying to make a living off this thing so go show them some love uh when you can but in the meantime we're going to go ahead and make fun of them i guess believes 
that the Detroit Lions are just a better football team. Total over and under is 46 points. I think those are fine numbers here. I think the Lions are going to win this game by double digits. And I know you say, Mike, you can't say that after that close game here to Chicago. I've been saying this kind of all year wrong. I think the Chicago Bears are a better football team right now. Oh, you son. Oh. See, 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 that that did it. <laughs> of all people on planet Earth that you don't want to make that comment to this, I might be that guy. I think the Bears are a better team than the Packers. You you dirty you keep just keep talking please the green bay packers i think they're playing better defensively Mm. than green bay and their Mm. offense is picking up a little bit more but i do have the lions their defense is better than our defense and their offense is picking up more than our offense is picking up okay all right all right we got uh again some humble confidence but still I'm going to take it as trash talk. I have no doubt that the Detroit Lions are going to win this game. And again, this isn't this isn't arrogance. This is just confidence. The home crowd is going to be acting ridiculous. It's going to be hard for the Green Bay Packers. I expect a ton of false starts, uh, several delay of games, and the crowd is going to will the Lions to a win the first time since 2016. That is insane. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. That is Lions Syndicate over on YouTube. It took all the way, second video, all the way at the very end to find anything even slightly controversial. But I got him. It is funny, though, the the, the talk, and we'll obviously get to the, the good part at the end when after they lose, but a lot of the talk is, like, it's crazy that we're about to win our first time since however long. There was another video. I didn't play it because it was, again, very cordial, but it was just, Basically, F you to anybody that says the Lions shouldn't be playing on Thanksgiving. They're contenders. They're a good team, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, hey, you lost. All right. Now we've got uh, Detroit Lions podcast talking about why it is the Packers suck. Might uh, find this interesting and entertaining. Which is part of what the first basically key to winning this game is going to be. I'll get there. Just wait for it. The problem with this offense is Jordan Love. In a nutshell, uh, misses throws, makes bad decisions, does it a lot. And when he makes mistakes, the teams that beat the Packers take advantage of those mistakes. When he gets away with them, this offense looks like a pretty reasonably well-maintained machine. I'm going to stop short of well-oiled. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, don't do that. But in games where Jordan Love doesn't throw an interception, and there are no games where he doesn't throw turnover-worthy throws. Like, they're, they're, let's get that straight. Pause. I looked that up. There are actually two games, only one. There's your hint. Only one at the time of his recording. But there are two games where he didn't actually throw, according to PFF, any turnover-worthy plays. Take a wild guess what two games those were. Week 4 against Detroit, Week 12 against Detroit. Here's something else to think about. Weeks 1 through 8 was the period where Jordan Love was really struggling. Weeks 9 through 12 is when Jordan Love has begun to look like a really solid quarterback. In that first period, 1 through 8, do you know what his highest graded game was? Week 4 against Detroit. You know what I lied to you? 
He also had no turnover-worthy plays week nine against the Rams. But still, is it possible? Is it possible that we got another big game hunter? But this time, instead of the Bears, it's the Lions. I'm just asking a question. Now, don't get me wrong. I hope he continues to dominate the Bears as well. But Lions have been tough for a while. Jordan seems to take it personal. I know that sounds stupid because we got obliterated by Detroit week four. But what I'm saying is Jordan's at its best against the Lions. And I'm not upset about that. In the games where they are not capitalized on and there is no interception, the Packers are three and one. In games where he does throw even one interception, the Packers are one and five. That's kind of the margin of error that they have to work with with their personnel. Uh, the youngest team in the league, their receivers are almost entirely rookies or second year players at best. And they were project second-year players. Like It's not like we expected Christian Watson to come into this league running a full route tree. It just isn't happening. Guess how many interceptions Jordan Love threw against the Lions? Go ahead, take a guess. So the first thing you need to do to beat the Packers, and I said this the first time too, is when Jordan Love gives you a gift, you have to take it from him. Play clean football in the secondary so you don't bail him out and turn to look for the ball on passes over 15 yards because they might hit you in the nameplate on the back of your jersey if you don't. You know what I like about this? Um, His entire strategy is hope that the Packers beat themselves. He just went on to explain that Jordan is not good, the receivers are not good, very young, not a very good football team, and the way that you beat them is hope that they beat themselves. You are an 8-2 and two football team, and your strategy is hope that the quarterback throws you a bunch of picks so that we can win. That's it, huh? And apparently, he's right. Apparently, the Lions are so good that you have to beat yourself in order to lose to them, which actually doesn't sound like a completely unfair way to describe a team that's beaten, you know, barely beat the Chicago Bears, barely beat the Chargers, beat the Raiders, the Bucks, the Panthers. Packers, back when they were, you know, bad. The Falcons, and then again, the worst version of the Chiefs that we've ever seen. They've never beaten a good... And in fact, they've, they've only played one good team. I mean, if, if we exclude the Packers, and it's the Ravens, and they lost 38-6. to The Seahawks are a decent team, and they beat them. And the Packers became, I would say, good, not great, and beat them in their own house 29-22. I mean, what is, what is the most impressive win that they've had? I'm not saying the Chiefs, because that was garbage. It's not the Chargers or the Bears, who they almost lost to. I mean, 42-24 against any team is impressive, but it's the Panthers. It might be the the Packers in Lambeau, 34-20. And we all watched that team. We know how bad the Packers were. What What do you want me to do? You want me to give you some level of credit for that? I don't care. Yeah, listen... We all understand that the NFL seems to be in some sort of a transition. A lot of these superstar quarterbacks are out of the league, and there's some new ones trying to come in and emerge and all that stuff. But in this transition period, there's not a lot of good football taking place. Congratulations to the Lions for being very consistent in their ability to beat teams that are not very good at football. But I I don't know that I can really respect you until you can beat a team that doesn't suck. They have the Saints coming up who are not good, then the Bears, then the Broncos. The Broncos might be their best test. We'll see if they can continue doing what they're doing. Then you have the Vikings who suck, and then you got Dallas, and then you've got Minnesota. 
So basically, you've got the Broncos and the Cowboys as the only real teams that I would look at and say, you know what? This might be a little bit of a test. Maybe the Saints? I don't know. They're a a 5-6 team. They have a losing record. I mean, they're not good, but... I, 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 I mean, Dallas might be the only, like, surefire, show me you can do something, which is crazy to think that really Baltimore and Dallas are the only two teams that are actually good football teams that they're going to face all year. And let's be honest, does anybody actually believe that Detroit is going to go into Dallas and beat Dallas? Because I don't. I don't. I don't. I think they're frauds. Let's just be completely honest. I think the Detroit Lions are frauds. I think they're capitalizing on a transition period in the NFL. I think they're getting themselves all hyped up as though they're good at something, and they're not. If this was a team that not only had Pat Mahomes, but still had Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and, like, peak Russell Wilson and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, you think the Lions would be able to do anything? They would just get embarrassed. If this was just, you know, a few years ago, if this was 2020 Green Bay Packers or, or 2018 even Chicago Bears or Vikings, you know, the Packers, Vikings, and Bears had a, had a really good stretch between, what, 18, 19, and 20. I think it was Bears, then Vikings, then Packers had like a really good run those years. I don't think these this version of the Lions really competes. I don't think this version of the, I mean, this version of the Lions could barely score. They did pick it up at the end against Chicago. They, they couldn't score points against a horrific Chicago Bears defense. Could you imagine the 2018 Chicago Bears? If they got to 10, I'd be shocked. This team is is fraudulent. Jared Goff is not that good. Amon Ra's good, but he's, he's you know, whoop-de-freaking-do. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not what Devontae Adams was. Their defense is still bad. They still can't figure out how to run the ball well, despite having a premier offensive line that is built to run block. And the bottom line is that this is this is their one opportunity to to really celebrate and be excited, and it's going to be ruined because there are actually a handful of teams that are good at football, and the Lions aren't one of them. So they're going to cruise through. They, they they'll probably beat the majority of Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Maybe they lose two or three of those. We'll see. They seem to be slipping after their bye down the stretch here, but they're going to go toe to toe with real football teams in the playoffs, and they're going to lose. Maybe they win. You know, maybe they play the Packers in the playoffs and win. I don't know. But the Packers are just just getting their footing. Who gives a crap? They're not going to beat Dallas. They're not going to beat Philly. They're not going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. They're not going to beat the Ravens if they ever got a chance to go to the Super Bowl, which they won't. It's not going to happen. They're not good enough. And, and, the, and the crazy thing is, the Packers exposed them that actually they're not tough enough. That's their whole moniker. They're this super hardcore, tough trenches football team and the green bay packers went in their own house and punched them right in the mouth they're fake tough guys as i think it was the patriots that was it the patriots that said that about the packers and here you have a detroit lions podcaster saying that the way we win is if the other team makes mistakes well that goes both ways actually because guess how many games the lions have won when teams didn't shoot themselves in the foot and and throw an interception to you Zero. There have been two games where your opponent didn't throw you a football, Seattle and Green Bay, and you lost those games. Maybe figure out how to just win and tell your quarterback to stop throwing so many interceptions. <laughs> tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got some more, um, more intense, fun, hostile conversation coming from uh, some Lions fans. Somebody's calling me. 
good time to take a break. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. But let's get into Jordan Love. And guys, I've been waiting to make this point because I just think it's, it's something that I sat there and thought about for a second. Uh, and just tried to, I went through the data, you know, I, I, tried to, I tried to look at all the data here with Jordan Love, and I found something interesting. The path to beating the Packers is very simple. And there's, there's context, and I'll get to it. But Jordan Love this year has had seven games in which he's had 30 or more pass attempts, seven games, nine touchdowns to 10 interceptions in those games. Uh, which is interesting, right? You throw more than 30 passes, typically he's either coming from behind or they can't run the football. He's nine, nine touchdowns to 10 interceptions. His record in those games, two and five. Uh, the Detroit Lions, it's very simple, guys. It, it continue to contain the run game. The Packers can barely run the ball as it is. Now they don't have Aaron Jones. You have to make Jordan Love beat you. Because in games where he's tried to beat the other opponent, actually one of those wins was against the Chargers, but the Chargers, we know, have the worst pass defense in the National Football League, and it took a couple of those plays from the Chargers or the plays they couldn't make for them to win. Most of the time, he's losing these games. Where Jordan Love, the more Jordan Love is asked to do, the more likely it is they lose. That, that's how it was. He had over, I think he had 30-ish, 40 pass attempts against the Lions, and he got blown out. Yeah. So, again, the game plan should be very simple. You continue to contain the run game, which they struggle to run the ball anyway. But if the Lions can get up early on the Packers and get them out of, listen, bail on the run or at least go away from it, Sam, they're in trouble immediately. Jordan Love is in trouble immediately. He has not shown that Jordan Love is the reason why the Packers will beat you. It'll be in other ways. It'll be the defense, uh, you know, giving, gifting Jordan Love a short field, the defense creating turnovers, the run game. Uh, getting chunk yards, all that stuff matters. But if you simply, it's very simple, Sam. You make Sam, uh, you make Jordan Love beat you. You're gonna win. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it. That's all. And am I? So the title of this video is Jordan Love, in all caps now, will not cause any problems for the Detroit Lions. That's the title. Couple things that I wanted to touch on here. They mentioned where the more times the more pass attempts for Jordan Love the worse that the team is here's the issue that's true for basically everybody do you know why 
because when you're losing, you're passing. It's putting the cart before the horse. When you're, it's not when you're passing, you're losing. It's when you're losing, you're passing. Jared Goff's most pass attempts, Baltimore Ravens, 53. They lost that game. Second most, this past week against Green Bay, they lost that game. They've lost three games, and two of the three have his most pass attempts. So that's a stupid stat on its face. But the fact of the matter is this whole video, the point of the video is Jordan Love's no good. He's not going to be the problem. Just focus on stopping the run, which shouldn't be a problem because the Packers can't run the ball and don't have Aaron Jones. So you're good. This bum quarterback ain't going to do anything. That's all it is. That's it. That's all. And am I correct in my assessment that Aaron Jones, he's either not going to play he's or out, he's officially out. out. He's, he's officially he's MCL out. Sprint. Which, uh, that does not bet bode well for the Green Bay Packers, because that means your RB1 is A.J. Dillon and his uh, quads for show at this point. So that's that, that's that's the thing. I don't think the Packers will be able to get anything going on the ground whatsoever. The Lions have a great rush defense, and the Packers, without Aaron Jones, I would say have one of the worst rush offenses in the NFL. But another thing that... I would say the Lions can do that will force Green Bay's hand to maybe throw the ball more often than they want to. I do think the the Lions will be able to get a a early lead, and I also think they'll be able to control the clock as well because they- again, the entire thing here is the Packers don't want Jordan Love to throw, and we have to force them to throw by stopping the run, forcing them to expose themselves as this team with a garbage quarterback. Can you imagine how much this game stings? I mean, the little bit we've heard, which has mostly been cordial, but but the little bits as far as, you know, why the Lions are going to win is Jordan's bad. He's not good enough. That's that's the thought process for Lions fans coming into this. Jordan's not very good. Stop the run. Overcome this apparently dominant defense. And we're good. Do you know how much that must have sucked to see Jordan Love come in and just sling it all over the place, all over your defense, in your house? Skip ahead a little bit in terms of uh, how this this is Woodward Sports, by the way, which I knew would be the go-to if I couldn't find anything else. This is sort of the very loud, boisterous Lions fan voice, um, very similar to, I, I guess you could say Pat McAfee, but but not quite as like happy-go-lucky as as Pat McAfee. So, anyways, here is uh, this fine fellow explaining how the game's going to go catch up and, and sort of force possessions when they aren't there. So to me, I think this is a game where Jordan Love maybe has like 55% completion percentage, throws a pick or two, and is relatively ineffective because the Lions get an early lead. 68.8% completion percentage. It was uh, one of his highest, actually. I think his second highest. They control the clock, and the Packers, on the other hand, will not be able to control the clock because they will constantly be forced into second and eights, second and nines, third and sevens, and 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 the like. And that then their offense is off schedule. And Jordan Love on third and long. Good luck if you're the Packers, and it's open season if you're the Lions. Yeah, and the Packers, what they can't do or what they struggle to do, the Lions are elite at, which is stopping the run. It's a good matchup for the Lions, and like I said. Uh, Jordan Love in situations where the run game ain't working, which is a majority of this year, he has not looked great. Uh, like you guys remember the Lions game already had two interceptions, two of those to Jerry Jacobs. But uh, Lucas, that's the pathway. You make Jordan Love beat you. And I know it's easier said than done, but I think this is going to be the same result, uh, maybe not score-wise, but how the game goes when they played the Lions earlier. You stop the run or you contain the run, and then the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I wonder if the Lions actually did that. I wonder if that was the plan. And and it was just a, you know, you talk about rock, paper, scissors, man. You you throw down a game plan that is, let's force Jordan Love to beat us. 
and Jordan Love has his best game, borderline elite, right? 88 PFF passing grade. Um, and just start slinging it all over the place. I mean, you're going to have to adjust your plan pretty quick to uh, stop the pass, which is unfortunate because you spent the entire week making a specific game plan, which is force Jordan Love to throw, and the Packers are like, that's exactly what we were thinking. That's just 100% what we were wanting to do. Thanks for walking into that one. Yeah, I think this game's going to be uglier than it was in the week four matchup. They're in Detroit. There's no Aaron Jones. There's no Rasul Douglas. This game, to me, honestly, fellas, you know what it smells like, especially on a Thanksgiving day? What does it smell like? You remember back in 2015, the Philadelphia Eagles came into town on Thanksgiving with Mark Sanchez, the corpse of Mark Sanchez, and the Lions laid a 45-14 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. DeMarco Murray had like 35 rushing yards. Jordan Matthews was the leading receiver of the game for the Eagles. That's what this game smells like to me. This Lions team, they're they're more complete than uh, that 2015 team. They're better coached. And honestly, this Packers team is probably just on par with that Philadelphia Eagles team back then. I mean, Romeo Dobbs, he's a solid receiver, but as your wide receiver one and you don't have a run game, you're cooked. You are cooked. Barbecue chicken on all three phases of the game for the Detroit Lions, in my opinion. Or (laughs) barbecue. Oh, barbecue chicken, he says. There's a, uh, another one of the Woodward Sports. I don't exactly know how it works. They've got like 700 different hosts on here. But anyways, this is Woodward Sports. Uh, what to expect from the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving? No, bro. I, I just feel like this should be a game where the Lions do dominate kind of like they did last time. They should. And, and if they don't, then... If, like, they have a game like they have for Chicago. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to come in on Friday. We're going to have our, our show Friday night. I'm going to be very worried. Hmm. <laughs> we'll check in. Anyways, you get the idea. Let's jump into post game, shall we? Actually, I tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll come back and jump immediately into post game. What the f- was that? Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was not something that Lions fans had wanted to see. Obviously, going into that game. Lions have lost uh, six, had lost six consecutive games on Thanksgiving. They wanted to show out in front of a national TV audience, obviously a division game. I was disappointed that they played at a level that was really beneath what they were capable of. And interestingly enough, let's let's hear what they have to say about uh, the game, you know, and, and this terrible quarterback, Jordan Love. Look at it right from the beginning. The first play of the game... Jordan Love goes deep to Christian Watson for a 53-yard bomb and, and set the tone right there from there. And I just think that the Lions were not ready to go for this contest. And I think that in a game like that, it's all about being focused and playing mentally strong. And they just didn't execute at a high enough level to win that game. We don't need to get into the full analysis of this, this next part, but it's just I love that this is now the narrative because it's true but but it just it just takes them down a notch here's some of the other commentary and they just didn't execute at a high enough level to win that game all right so maybe this is panicking a little bit i want to get your thoughts on this and tell me if i'm either right or wrong when i watched the lions yesterday and what i've been seeing lately from the eagles 49ers and cowboys it feels to me like the lions are a level below all three of them and multiple 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 levels below the eagles and the 49ers am i wrong or am i am i right to believe that so again i don't really care what the guy has to say the point is this is where lions fans are at now There's recognition that, okay, we're clearly better than just this 
chaff, this fray down here that just can't seem to figure out how to put a football team together. But are we good? And I think the answer is no. Now, we'll see what happens as they move on. Here's another host who's um, expressing frustration with the fan base that apparently is in full meltdown mode, which just makes me happy. Let's listen in. Tanks in the streets. Yep. Roll the tanks in the streets, everybody, because it's gun zone. Burn it to the ground. Burn it down. Well, I, what, what is with you people, all right? Like, yes, this meltdown yesterday. For no, Lindsay, for real, man. I'm looking at this right here in the chat. WoodwardSports.com, chat thread, Brian Ruth. It's time to end this effing golf experiment before he Fs us out of the whole playoffs instead of just the one seed. Our D-line is effing garbage. All right, Brian Ruth. Yeah, it clearly it's over. Clearly shut it all down, man. And look, I'm going to sit here and, yes, I'm going to be consistent about it. I'm not going to be like Jeff Iafrady in the morning show and says, well, clearly it was an unacceptable effort but they're playing really good but clearly they got to be better but they have a lot of talent but they have to do better I don't do that I don't just show up and, and say you know just kind of fly by in here and say what the people want to hear oh I have to be mad because they lost no I'm consistent with this I'm consistent with it the way that they built this team I'm fine with it guys yes the first divisional loss in over in two seasons like come on here did you think you were going 15 and 2 did you think you we're going to win every division game for the next decade. No! These things happen. Here is a um, clip of some guys talking about their path to the playoffs, and obviously they're they're going to be in the playoffs, but path to a high seed, and they're suddenly very, very nervous about the football team that uh, they cheer for. The path there is not easy, but this team still has the ability. I do worry about the defense. I worry about the defensive line mostly. I worry about their cornerback depth. I like their secondary as a whole, but their cornerback depth really worries me. Yeah. Especially because it's paired with that defensive line. There's not one of the two that are elite enough to uh, um, sort of balance out any deficiencies. The, the defensive line is getting pressure, which leaves the cornerbacks exposed. Cornerbacks aren't elite lockdown cornerbacks, so when um, even when they're locking the guys down, the quarterback just has way too much time. Nobody can hold them. So my thing, I'm still very optimistic about this season. The Jared Goff conversation, I know we're hitting on everything right now. Jared Goff conversation, which you're going to have next. It's a different conversation to me, a playoff run, this team currently, how it's built versus a contract extension. Two completely different conversations. I still am with Jared Goff. This is a bad week. And yes, I said week. These are two horrible games. In four or five days. Yeah. It's not the Jared Goff we've seen over his whole sample size. We'll say we'll start in two. The, the whole point of this, though, is they went from being offensive to defensive, right? It's it's a powerhouse 8-2 and two team that's going to destroy the Green Bay Packers on Thursday. And now it's, look, I, I, I think we can still, you know, golf is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, okay, the defense is bad, and we don't have a good – defensive line with the corner depth and et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, we can't stop the run and we can't do anything. We can't get pressure, which is not what they said prior to the Packer game. Right. Remember, we're going to get you in third and long and then it's, then it's open season and watch out. Now it's, well, I mean, we can probably maybe compete. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want. And it's, it's a little bit sad that they're so like, they get it. I get so frustrated with Bears fans and how unbelievably delusional they are, but it makes it more fun. Lions fans are like, oh, well, I guess uh, I guess we're good, not great. And we'll go to the playoffs and probably not do much. It's like, stop understanding things rightly. 
But it's, it just seems like they get it. I mean, they're either in full meltdown mode, like some of the fans are, which is great, or they're just completely understanding, which is, well, I guess we're okay, but we're probably not going to beat the good teams. Here's a different show with uh, Woodward Sports. They just played the head coach talking about how it's all doom and gloom outside of the building, which, again, I just the, the complete 180 energy shift is is all I want out of this. The Packers just didn't win. They didn't just win and then, yay, we we won a game and the Lions lost and that's great. We what, what we did to that entire city is unbelievable. Not only did they have to watch another loss on Thanksgiving, which is something that they cherish. They cherish that they get the Thanksgiving thing, but they can't win on it, which is a heck of a... <laughs> I mean, that that sucks. But we ultimately crushed the entire spirit. They went from, like, you better watch out. We're a, I mean, one of the... I didn't play it, but one of the videos... They went through the power rankings, and the Detroit Lions, says NFL.com, had them number three. It was uh, the Eagles, the Ravens, and then the Lions. This is how high they were flying, and, and this is how high, you know, even, again, NFL.com and everybody else had them. And now you got the head coach saying, you know what, it's all doom and gloom out there, and here's what these guys had to say. On the road this week. Bray, I don't want to say it's doom and gloom. It is certainly not doom and gloom for me, but I do believe if you're taking a 10,000-foot view at this football team, there are some real problems, and they need to correct them, and they need to correct them fast. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's one of those situations where they're going to make the playoff this year. They're going to probably win the NFC North, in my estimation, but then what happens once they get to the playoffs? You know, we talked about the Chicago game. They have some really serious things to talk about when they play playoff games they lost to the Ravens they all you know they lose to the Ravens they lose to the Seahawks when they play against the uh, the Chicago Bears they didn't wake up until the fourth quarter if you will and or the uh, end of the first half and then the end of the game and you look at the Chargers game now you go back and look at that one yeah they won Chargers you know you you went on the road it was a shootout etc Chargers aren't necessarily a very good team we've seen a lot of teams hold these Charger teams down in points and Justin Herbert play some of his worst football and then you lose the Green Bay Packers, a team that we blew out the first time we played, and we thought Jordan Love wasn't the answer. We thought the Green Bay Packers weren't going to uh, do anything till next year, except Maz. Maz did say that before the season, and it looks like he may be kind of right. It's time to, like he says, that this is a team I understand. This is a team I know what they can do. Well, you know what? Now you got to show the fan base what you can do. Now you got to show the fan base off of a bad loss. Let's just call it what it was. It was a bad loss. It was at home on Thanksgiving. This is one of those ones that you really want to have uh, just for the future, moving forward, and not be the same old Lions. Then the week before that, you almost lose to the Chicago Bears, a team that we've seen are a little bit better, but they're still not necessarily a ready team, and they shouldn't have be even been close like that. So now what do you do? You're playing another team. And Derek Carr is the quarterback, and the New Orleans Saints, who he stinks. have they, thank you. So that's where we're going. A team that stinks the quarterback, whether it's Taysom Hill or whether it's Derek Carr. Then you have the Saints, a team that has played so inconsistent all year. Now they're tough to play at home, but at the same time, this is when you got to go down there and you got to get a win. Not just any type of win. You got to look the part. You got to clean some things up. I need to see the. I need, once again, here we are at another week talking about what, man? Getting to the quarterback. Oh, yeah. We got to get to the quarterback. We- there's, there's, there's no belief here anymore. There's no belief, and 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 think about how much it sucks too to want the respect of being the best team in the NFC North, and you're finally starting to get it right. Okay, you are the top team in the NFC North, one of the top NFC teams, and it's on the back of Vikings currently don't have a quarterback. Bears quarterback sucks. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, and the Packers quarterback sucks. 
right? That's that's the whole thing. So now is our opportunity. And then Jordan Love shows up and is like, oh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm good at this whole thing now. Just so you know. Clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. And you're looking at it going, Jared Goff is not, so we don't have a quarterback. We don't have pass rush. We're not going to do anything in the playoffs. We have to do something quick because the Vikings are going to get a quarterback pretty soon. The Bears are about to draft a quarterback. The Packers looks like they might already have a quarterback. And they already beat us at home in our own spot. Like, this might be our one season. If if the Bears can hit on a couple picks here, if the Vikings end up with a new quarterback or possibly Cousins comes back or whatever, like, we, we could very easily slip back down to four or three or whatever. I mean, this is already looking... The, first of all, the fact that they're worried about playing the Raiders is very telling. They're looking at it going, please, please, for the love of all things. I mean, it's it's like the exact opposite of the Packers. The Packers beat the Lions. Now they're looking at the Chiefs. And and they're licking their chops going, dude, I, I think we can do it. I mean, that's where the fan base is at. Maybe it's delusion, but that's where the team is at. That's where the coaches are at. That's where the fan base is at. The Lions lost at home to a division rival that they thought was bad and had a bad quarterback and now are worried about playing the Raiders. Or excuse me, the the uh, the Saints. He's not there anymore. The Saints. Then you, you got to go back to Chicago. And this is in Chicago. That last one was at home that you almost lost to the Bears. I mean, this Lions defense has given up 29 to the Packers, 37 to the Seahawks. Well, if, if we just go back in order here, it was uh, 29 to the Packers, 26 to the Bears, terrible offense, 38 to the Chargers, 14 against the Raiders, and then 38 against the Raiders. Like, it's just, it's, it's rough, especially recently. And again, you got Saints, which should be better, but there's no optimism there. Do they actually believe it? Let's just get this over with. I just want to go eat some food, cry, eat some more food, cry some more, maybe eat again and then fall asleep. (laughs) All right, Lions lose on Thanksgiving against the Green Bay Packers from Ford Field. Final score 29 to 22. Um, Yeah. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to pull the card of, okay, listen, uh, we were never going to go this whole season just losing two games. Losses happen, even to really good football teams. While those things are true, losses do happen, and it was very unlikely that we would go this whole season just losing two games. While those are true, I'm not playing that card after this game. This is a really, 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 really bad loss. I mean... You're at home, rocking crowd, Thanksgiving, it's our thing, you know. You're playing a Green Bay team who you already beat up earlier this year in their place. And it's a Green Bay team that is literally beat up. You know, they're missing so many guys on both sides of the ball. You're favored by nearly nine points. Like, you can't lose this game. You can't lose this game. You can't lay an egg like the Lions did today. It's a bad loss. It is a bad, bad loss. That's a good point, because what is the excuse? What could possibly be the excuse? Packers traded away Razul Douglas. Yet half the rest of the team is injured. You're in your own house. The stadium was unbelievably loud. It was 99.999% Lions fans in that stadium. I think there might have been 18 Packer fans there. What is the excuse? You're supposedly the better football team, better offense, better defense, the whole nine yards. You don't lose at home. Man, they're going to take Thanksgiving away from you, man. 
You guys suck. And I don't, I don't want them to lose Thanksgiving. I mean, it is tradition, and it should stay that way. But I would not be surprised if the NFL just says, this is not good product for a holiday to put the Lions on here who can't win. Anyways, that's where we're at right now. It's not certainly not doom and gloom time. Well, for some of them it is. But I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call. And the problem is, again, they're, get, they're getting it from both sides. On one side, you're not good enough. On the other side, other teams are going to start getting better. And one of those teams is the Packers. And there's every reason to believe the Bears and Vikings are going to square this thing away. I mean, the Vikings would probably be competing with you right now if they didn't lose their quarterback and Justin Jefferson for most of the season. I think the, the trajectory that the Lions are on right now, and we'll see, things change all the time in the NFL. But as of right now, the trajectory that I'm seeing is that the Lions will be very similar to the Vikings last year. Clearly the winner of the NFC North, by far the best record, sailed into the playoffs, but they were a joke. They didn't belong. They were the third best team in the NFC North. I think at this trajectory, it's very possible the Lions are going to be by far the number one team in the NFC North, record-wise, but they're not going to be the best team. And I think they're going to get ousted quickly. And maybe for the Lions, that's a win. Hey, we got in. But where do you go from here? How do you go up from here? All those early picks because you suck are gone. All that hype, all that like, oh, we're, we're the underdogs, all that nonsense, that's all gone. What do you do now? You get a new quarterback or do you keep this guy? You're going to build in the trenches? How? You're not going to get Aiden Hutchinson with the 25th pick in the draft. Welcome to the real world, Detroit. You guys start winning, then they start wanting more money because they don't suck, so you got to pay them, Then you don't have money, so you got no money, you got no early picks. You couldn't figure out how to win with, a, with all the money in the world and top 10 picks every year. And again, everybody else is going to figure it out real quick. Packers are already getting there. But I guess enjoy your year. Enjoy your fake pretend year where everybody else takes the season off and you gallop into the playoffs pretending you did something. Congratulations. Enjoy it. I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.